Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, it's the Reading Bug. I'm here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group and their new picture book biography, Nina, A Story of Nina Simone, by Tracy N. Todd, and illustrated by Christian Robinson. Nina is the very first American picture book that tells the story of the one and only Nina Simone. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing Nina at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our inner space adventure. If you love our podcast want to help us out, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell at least two of your friends about our podcast and our bookstore. And with the holidays just around the corner, please consider continuing to support us by shopping with us. At The Reading Bug, our mission is to educate, entertain, and engage children across the globe. And you can help us by purchasing a book subscription for every young reader you know at readingbugbox.com. Unlike other subscription boxes, a Reading Bug box is handpicked to match each child's age, interests, and reading level. And as interests and abilities change, our selections will grow with you. Or you can shop our store at thereadingbug.com where we have millions of books available for purchase for children and grown-ups. You can find our latest recommendations or purchase books from your favorite podcast episodes. Check us out! Don't forget to shop early this year. Supply chains and mail services are all strained, so get your orders in early at thereadingbug.com or readingbugbox.com. Now, before we get started on our adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thanks also to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast, and to all of our sponsors. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me and the Reading Bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, reader. Welcome back. I'm so excited for another adventure together. I could hardly wait. I'm so, so glad you're here. But uh, have you seen the reading bug anywhere? We can't go on an adventure without her and her magic book bag. Lauren, reader, I'm here, I'm here. I'm sorry I'm late. I just wanted to make sure my special guest was coming. Special guest? Ta-da! Spelling bee, it's so great to see you. Are you the reading bug special guest today? 
The spelling bee is very special, but I believe I'm your special guest. Oh, hello! My name is Lauren, and this is our reader friend. You know, you look awfully familiar. Do we know each other? Well, we have been on an adventure together before. <laughs> it was out of this world. Oh, <laughs> Alara Page, of course. Reader, do you remember Alara from our outer space adventure? Alara is an astronaut. That's right. I'm so sorry, Alara. I didn't recognize you without your spacesuit. <laughs> That's okay, Lauren. I get that a lot. Alara, if you're here, does that mean we're going on another outer space adventure? I sure hope so. I'd love to see Mars or maybe Jupiter. Sorry, Bee, we're not going to outer space today. Then where, Reading Bug? Where will we be going on our adventure? Don't get discouraged, Lauren. Just keep your chin up. I'm sure you'll be able to figure out where we're going. Look deep inside yourself, and I'm sure you'll guess correctly. Keep my chin up? Look inside? I have no idea what you're talking about, Bug. Do you, Reader? Reading Bug. Can you tell us the titles of some of the books in your book bag? Maybe that will help us guess. Sure, Lauren. Let me see. Some of the books I brought with me in my book bag are My Five Senses by Aliki, Inside Your Outside by Tish Rabe, The Way We Work by David McCauley, and X-Ray Me by Felicitas Horseshafer. Any guesses? Hmm. All those books sound like they might be about the human body. Don't they, reader? An x-ray machine takes pictures of what's underneath our skin and inside of our bodies. You could say that it lets us see inside or outside and learn more about the way we work, which are two of the other books in your book bag. And my five senses are also part of what our bodies do, right? Reader, can you name the five senses? That's right. Our senses are sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. Each of our senses uses special parts of our body to pick up information and turn it into messages that our brain can understand. But Reading Bug, I'm confused. If your books are all about our bodies, where will we be adventuring today? You're getting really, really close to guessing, Lauren. Maybe it will help if I introduce you to my special guest. Alara, you brought a special guest too? But who? Hugo, Hugo, come on out. Hugo? Who's Hugo? I am. Lauren, reader, reading bug, spelling bee, I've heard so much about you. Hi, Hugo. It's great to meet you. Mind if I ask what you're wearing? It looks sort of like a wetsuit. The sort of thing someone might wear if they're going scuba diving. It does look like a wetsuit, yes. Reading bug, are we going to be scuba diving and exploring the ocean again? Nope. You may find yourself swimming today, but not in the ocean. We're headed somewhere much smaller, although as much as 60% of it is made up of water. Lauren, reader, Hugo here is my brother. You know that I am an astronaut and my job is to explore outer space. Well, Hugo is a physiologist. Physiologist? P-H-Y-S-I-O-L-O-G-I-S-T? That's a great word. A physiologist studies what goes on inside our bodies in our inner space. Inner space? Reading bug, will we be taking an adventure inside the human body today? Yes, yes, yes. You guessed it. Great work. I was thrilled when I heard about the adventure that Reading Bug had planned for today. Physiologists like me spend most of our time with our noses stuck in a book. <laughs> reading about the way bodies work. When we're not reading, we're usually working in a laboratory. 
where we use a microscope to study the structure and function of many of the different cells that are found in our body. I read in Lift the Flaps Human Body that cells are like tiny living bricks that build up to make a human being. A grown-up has about 50 trillion cells in their body, cells that do the same job grouped together to make tissues. Muscle tissues help us move, and skin tissue helps protect our insides. The organs in our body, like our heart, lungs, brain, and eyes, are made of lots of different types of tissues, and are like mini-machines that perform different jobs to keep our body healthy. That's right, Reading Bug. Everybody looks different on the outside. Our skin, eyes, and hair may be different colors. Some of us are short, and some of us are tall. The shape and size of our eyes, nose, and mouth, and ears can vary. But underneath our skin, we're all the same. All of us have bones, muscles, and organs that work together. But how can we make a journey through a human body? That's just not possible. We're too big to fit inside a human body, and even if we could fit, there's no pathway through the body. Lauren, you should know by now that we can travel to any place we want to. All we need is my magic book bag and our imaginations. Do you remember when we shrank to the size of bugs so that we could solve the mystery of the missing flowers in our garden adventure? Well, this time my book bag will shrink all of us until we're even smaller. We'll be so small that we won't be able to be seen without a microscope. And that's why I'm wearing this funny-looking wetsuit. And why I brought gear for all of you, too. We'll need to keep ourselves safe from the liquids and acids inside the human body. And we may need to swim through the blood vessels to make our way around. Blood vessels? That's right, Lauren. Blood vessels provide a pathway through our body. I read that blood vessels make it possible for our blood to travel almost 12,000 miles each day. Imagine this. If we could stretch the blood vessels in our body into a straight line, we would wrap that line around the Earth more than two times. That's amazing! Reading Bug, a trip through the human body sounds like a fantastic voyage. But it also gives me butterflies in my stomach. We could get trapped inside. Or once we get small, we might not be able to get big again. Like Hugo said, nobody has ever taken a trip inside the human body before. We may face even more dangers that we haven't even thought of. I'll be your guide on this adventure, and as a physiologist, I know the human body like the back of my hand. <laughs> so don't worry, you'll all be safe with me. In addition to these wetsuits, we'll all be wearing helmets to protect our heads and supply us with oxygen. I've also installed radios in each helmet, so we'll be able to talk to one another while we're inside. It's time for us to get going, so let's slip on our gear together. First, the wetsuits. Remember, these will help protect us from fluids inside the body. Each of us will also wear a tank of oxygen on our backs so that we can breathe wherever we go. And finally, we'll each wear a helmet that covers our entire head and face and has a radio inside. Spelling bee, reading bug, because we don't have any bug-sized suits, you'll need to hitch a ride inside Lauren's helmet, okay? Okay. Reader. Let's get ready for this amazing adventure by pulling on our special suits. Attaching our oxygen tanks. And putting on our helmets. Great work! Testing. One, two, three. Can you hear me now, Lauren? Oh, yes. I hear you, Hugo. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Lauren. <laughs> That's because you're inside my helmet with me, Bee. Oh, yeah. Reader, Hugo, can you hear us? Sure can, Lauren. And I can hear all of you. Well then, it looks like we're all ready to go. 
What do you think, reader? Should we go on an inner space adventure to explore the human body? Okay, Hugo, we're in. But, uh, whose body are we going to explore? Mine, of course. Hugo's got the expertise to show you all around. I'm strictly an outer space adventurer. I'll stay here while you get a look at the parts of me that I've never even seen. Okay, Alara, if you say so. Reader? Reading bug? Spelling bee? I don't know about you, but I'm excited. We've traveled the globe far and wide, adventured through space and time. But we've never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside. we all have inside and try to journey through inner space seeing systems that help us to thrive sing with me we traveled the globe far and wide adventure through space and time but we never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside We all have inside And try to journey through inner space Seeing systems that help us to thrive <laughs> Before we go, let's make sure we're all stretched out and ready for this exciting adventure together. Reader, stand up with us, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Great job stretching. I think I'm ready to get this adventure started. Spelling Bee, let's get my book bag opened up and get in our way. Of course, Bee. Here we go. Can I cast a magic spell? You bet. You are the Spelling Bee after all. <laughs> Thanks! Magic book bag, please shrink us all to fit inside the human body to take a ride. Through inner space as we explore, the heart, the brain, some bones and more. We'll cruise through arteries and through veins and moonwalk right across the brain. Who knows what wonders wait inside? The mouth, the lungs, the nose, the eyes. Look, reader, it's working! The Reading Bug's magic book bag is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. Remarkable. Would you look at that? I can see shapes and figures swirling around inside. Skeletons, lungs, cells, nerves, organs. Those are pictures from all the books about the human body that Reading Bug brought with her. And look, my very favorite part. All those new words. Esophagus. Peristalsis, chime, 
molecule, villi, papillae, plasma, cortex, cerebellum. Oh yeah, this is going to be an awesome adventure. Wait, I almost forgot. Reader, did you remember to bring crayons and paper with you for today's adventure? Traveling inside a human body is a really special and unique experience, and we'll want to draw pictures of everything we see and do there. Just like the illustrators of our favorite books, we can draw pictures to help us retell the story of our adventure when we return. Once our adventure is over, I'll play music for all of us to color to. But you can color anytime you'd like. Just pause the podcast if you need more time. Okay, reader. Are you ready for an incredible inner space adventure? Great. Then what are we waiting for? On the count of three, let's jump together into my book bag and get this adventure started. Ready? One, two, three, let's fly! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? I can feel the bag getting smaller and smaller and smaller. As it is getting smaller, so are we. (laughs) It tickles. (laughs) It sure does. We need to be very, very small if we're going to fit inside a human body. By the time we finish shrinking, we should be the size of a single cell. And cells are so small that we can only see them under a microscope. Take a look at one of the strains of your hair, reader. Cells are not even as wide as a single human hair. I think the Reading Bug's book bag has done its magic. The sounds have stopped, and the lights have stopped spinning. That must mean we're all as small as a single human cell now. Even smaller in your case, Bee. Well, let's all climb out of the book bag and see if it worked. Follow me. (gasps) Amazing. It did work. We're so small. I can't even recognize where we are. The ceiling is so high above us, I can't see it at all. What, what, what's that? There's something big and white just over there. It's like a wall that stretches way up into the sky and it's moving. Moving? Oh, that must be Alara. She was wearing her long white lab coat, so we must be on her desk staring up at her. Alara, Alara, we're down here, it worked. Hugo, Lauren? Reading bug? Spelling bee? Where did you go? I can't see you. Hi, Laura. It worked! We're as small as a single human cell, and we're standing on top of your desk! Amazing! I can't see you at all. But, uh, how are you going to get inside from way down there on my desk? Hmm, we didn't really think that part through, did we? If she can't even see us, then how can Laura help us start this adventure? I think I have an idea. I know a way to get us inside so we can get this inner space tour started. You do? How? Look. Look? What am I looking at, Hugo? What you're pointing at looks like an enormous mountain with huge boulders hanging from its side. That's no mountain, Lauren. That's Alara's lunch. A half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich, to be exact. And those boulders are crumbs. If we can climb up onto the sandwich, then... Wait just one minute, Hugo. Are you saying that you want Alara to eat us? Exactly. When you want protein or vitamins or water to get into your body, what do you do, reader? Eat it? Yes. 
It's the easiest and fastest way for us to get into Alara. And we'll be able to see the entire digestive system when we do. Trust me, it will be thrilling. I'm not sure how I feel about being eaten. Well, I'm not sure how I feel about eating you. But Hugo's right. It's the best way in. Follow me. We need to climb up Mount PB&J together so Alara can take a big bite. Okay. Reader, let's follow Hugo up, up, up this enormous sandwich. Hold on tight. We do not want to fall. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Keep on moving. Up we go. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Can we make it? I don't know. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. We made it to the top. We made it. Nice work, everyone. Ilara, we're in position. Nice and steady now. Pick up the sandwich and take a big bite. But please don't chew. Hold on tight, everyone. This is going to be a wild ride. What is that? Relax, reading bug. That's Alara's hand coming to get her sandwich. It's ginormous. G-I-N-O-R-M-O-U-S. Like a planet falling out of the sky. She's got us. Whoa. Whoa, we're moving too fast. Sorry about that. I'll slow it down a bit. Oh, that's better, thanks. Get ready and stay out of the way of my bite. Here I go. Did it work? It's so dark. Is everyone okay? I'm fine, but I can't see anything. What about you, reader? I'm okay, too. Lauren, on your helmet is a light. Just reach up and turn it on, like this. Got it. Much better. But where are we? I've never seen anything like this before, except maybe on the moon. We're surrounded by massive white boulders, and the land below us has deep, deep craters all over it. Welcome inside the human body, everyone. We made it. We're just inside Alara's mouth, and that cratered pink ground below us is actually her tongue. And those boulders must be her teeth. Exactly. Hugo, I never knew tongues were so bumpy. Remember, we're only the size of a single human cell right now. So everything we see will have a lot more detail than we're used to when we're full size. Did you know that humans have between 5,000 and 10,000 taste buds in their mouths? What is a taste bud? Oh, next time you're near a mirror, take a look at your tongue. The bumps you can see are called papillae. And they contain taste buds that send messages to your brain about how something tastes. Our taste buds recognize four different tastes. Sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. Sweet is my favorite. Well, if everyone's ready for an adventure, then all we need to do is give Elara the signal. The signal? Elara, if you can hear us, it's time for you to swallow. We're ready for a trip through your digestive system. Mmm, mmm. 
what's happening? We're slipping and traveling towards an enormous dark cave. This cave is the back of Alara's mouth. Look up. See those large lumps? Those are her tonsils. Tonsils? T-O-N-S-I-L-S? Your tonsils help fight germs that come in through your mouth or nose before they get a chance to cause infections to the rest of your body. They're like a doorway from the mouth into the esophagus. Esophagus? You'll see. Just a couple more seconds now. Whoa. Oh. It's like a long, dark water slide. That's right, Lauren. After your teeth break down the food you eat, the saliva in your mouth helps the food slide down your esophagus. It's a lot like a water slide that carries food and liquids from your mouth down to the stomach. Right, B. And if you look closely, you can see that walls of the esophagus are contracting and expanding. That helps the body move the food, and us, down into Alara's stomach. That's called peristalsis. Hey, wait. The slide is opening up below us. We're going to fall. Watch out! What happened? Is everyone okay? Reader? We're fine, Lauren. We've just landed in Alara's stomach. Your suits will float, so you don't need to worry about treading water. But why are we sloshing around in here? Alara! Alara! Come in! Please stop moving! I'm starting to get seasick! I'm not moving! Even when a person is standing still, their stomach contracts to churn up the food while stomach juices digest the proteins, creating this soupy liquid that we are floating around in. It's called chyme. C-H-Y-M-E? That's right. Did you say that the stomach juices turn food into chyme? I don't like the sound of that. Let's get out of here fast or else maybe those juices will turn us into chyme. It takes four to six hours for the stomach to turn food into chyme, and I'm not planning for us to be here that long. Alara's tummy is already filled with chyme, which is about to move down her body and into the small intestine. In the small intestine, the chyme is broken down into molecules tiny enough for the cells in Alara's body to use. And that's how we're going to move out of Alara's digestive system and into her cardiovascular system. Cardio what? Cardiovascular. It moves oxygen and nutrients through your body through a series of blood vessels, feeding your brain, your organs, and your muscles. All this movement is powered by the hardest working muscle in the human body. Leg muscles? No, the heart, which will be our very next stop on this exciting adventure. The heart? It's much, much better than our other option. Trust me. Because after our bodies take all the useful nutrients into our blood vessels out of the food we've eaten, we get rid of what's left over by peeing and pooping. <laughs> I read all about that in the book Everyone Poops by Taro Gomi. You mean, if we don't move from Alara's digestive system into her cardiovascular system... Our adventure is going to come to an end in a toilet somewhere. Greater, <laughs> <laughs> look! We've moved out of the stomach into another tube, except this one isn't straight like the esophagus. It's got lots and lots of twists and turns. We're in Alara's small intestine now. Her small intestine is covered with tiny finger-like bumps that are waving all around. Look, they look like eels or snakes. Are they as dangerous as they look, Hugo? Nope. Those little bumps are called villi. And they are not dangerous at all. In fact, they're what are going to get us into the cardiovascular system. 
There are tiny blood vessels inside each villus. After food is turned into molecules, the molecules pass through the villi into these tiny blood vessels where they get transported all over the body to feed hungry cells. Well, let's hope Lara's villi think we're nutrients and not waste. I think we're going to be okay. Do you hear that sucking noise? It's the sound of the molecules passing through the villi into the bloodstream. We're about to leave the digestive system and enter the circulatory system as we follow the molecules into the bloodstream. Blood? That's right, Lauren. Nutrients are carried through the body on blood cells, through blood veins. And you don't need to worry if the sight of blood makes you squeamish. When you're this small, blood is going to look much, much different. See? What do you mean, Hugo? Everyone knows that blood is red. We can't be in Alara's veins yet because we're floating in what looks like cloudy water. And we're surrounded by big red donut-shaped saucers. Lauren, that is blood. I read in the magic school bus inside the human body that if you look at blood under a microscope, you can see that it isn't red at all. Instead, it's a yellow watery liquid called plasma. But it looks red because of all the red blood cells that are traveling in it along the heart highway. Heart highway? Every blood vessel leads back to the heart. So yes, we're on a heart superhighway, speeding around Alara's entire body. Blood is made up of cells flowing in a clear fluid. And the red cells that look like rubber saucers are red blood cells that carry oxygen from the lungs to all the cells in the body. When red blood cells are full of oxygen, they are bright red. Right again, Bug. But the blood cells around us aren't bright at all. They're dark red. Yes. That means that most of the oxygen has already been delivered, in this case to the stomach and intestines, and the blood is on its way back to the heart and lungs to get more. Incredible! From the top of our head to the toes of our feet, our digestive system carries the food that we eat. From our tongues and our mouths where we chew and we taste, our bodies make sure that no fuel goes to waste. Through the esophagus tube, food slides a long way, then lands in our tummies for a six-hour stay. Small intestines turn food into good molecules that enter the bloodstream as the body's prime fuel. And whatever's not used takes a quick exit route in the poop and the pee that our bodies let out. We've traveled the globe far and wide, adventured through space and time. But we never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside. We'll find out how our bodies work, explore the organs we all have inside, and try to journey through inner space, seeing systems that help us to thrive. just knocked into you, Lauren, and hard. It's knocking us around and, and shaking us up. I feel like a kernel of popcorn. I, I don't know what it is. Hugo, help! We're being attacked by white blood cells, Lauren. White blood cells? There aren't too many of them, but they're really fierce. And their job is to float around in our blood vessels and attack any invaders, like viruses or bacteria that might make us sick. I suspect these white blood cells think that we're intruders. Attack? That sounds dangerous. What can we do to protect ourselves? 
We can't let them destroy us. And we can't grow big again until we're out of Alara's body. That's right. Please don't grow big right now. Is it just me or are we starting to move faster? It's not just you, Bug. Alara's worried and her heart is beating faster, which is making the plasma and blood cells around us move faster too. Alara, Alara, just try to calm down. I am trying to, Hugo. Ouch! The white blood cells are still attacking us. Hey, back off! We're good guys! That's it! What's it? White blood cells don't attack red blood cells. They recognize them as good guys and leave them alone. So how does that help us, Hugo? Well, we're going to need to convince these white blood cells that we are good guys, too. And I think we can do that by hitching a ride on a red blood cell. It's going to be tough as long as Alara's blood is moving this quickly. But each of us needs to grab a red blood cell as it passes us, hop on top, and ride it like a large inner tube. Think you can do that? Ow! I don't think we have any other choice. Once you've hopped onto a blood cell, it should be like floating down a river in an inner tube on a hot summer day. Are you ready? On the count of three, try to grab onto a red blood cell. Here we go. One, two, three, now! I can't grab one! Keep trying! Come on, Lauren, you can do it! Next one! Got it! Good nice job! Work. Reader, were you able to get on top of a red blood cell too? Reader? Reader? Oh, there you are. Phew! That was really, really tough, wasn't it? Great work. It seems to have worked too. The white blood cells are leaving us alone. Great work, everyone. Now hold on tight. We do not want to fall off again. Blood cells move really fast. Cells travel nearly 12,000 miles through our bodies every day. Well, I think that means we have time for a little break, don't you? Zipping through Alara's body on top of the squishy red blood cell is actually pretty relaxing. Now seems like a perfect time to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group 
and their new picture book biography, Nina, A Story of Nina Simone, by Tracy N. Todd and illustrated by Caldecott honoree Christian Robinson. Oh, Lauren, don't you just love music? Well, of course I do, Reading Bug. I mean, we sing every day. That's true. But do you know the story of Nina Simone? She had the most beautiful voice, but she was so much more than just a singer. Nina's voice was a rallying call during the Civil Rights Movement. She raised her voice in a powerful protest in the fight against racial inequality and discrimination. Her songs of protest and strength offer a super important message for children and for bugs like me. Oh yes! It's a beautiful book, Reading Bug. And what a dream team! Tracy's passion for Nina's story and her legacy is apparent in her powerfully lyrical prose. And combined with Christian's soulful artwork, it's a picture book event. Yes, yes, yes. Tracy N. Todd currently lives in Jackson Heights, Queens, where she writes, edits, and listens to Ray Charles and Nina Simone, while her partner draws comic books. And Christian Robinson is the illustrator of many of my favorite picture books, including Coretta Scott King and Caldecott Honor, Last Stop on Market Street, You Matter, and Milo Imagines the World. I just love a great picture book biography. As we learn on many of our adventures, history is so important, and this book makes it fun, too, with gorgeous artwork and writing. You can purchase Nina, A Story of Nina Simone, at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Penguin Young Readers for their support. Reader, welcome back! We've had an impressive inner space adventure so far, but there's still so much to do and so much to see here inside our friend Alara's body. I hope you're drawing some pictures of your adventure for me. I've never seen the inside of my own body. I'd love to know what I look like. That's right! Your crayons and paper are going to be really, really useful on this adventure. We're each the size of a single human cell. That's really, really, really small. We are floating through Alara's veins with our new physiologist friend, Hugo, on top of these squishy red blood cells on our way to visit Alara's heart. That's right. The human cardiovascular system is enormous and complex, bringing oxygen and nutrients to every part of the body. But despite how complex it is, one rule remains true. Every road on this heart highway leads back to the heart, and the road we're on is headed there now. Look, reader, there's an opening up ahead. It's pulsing, making the loud heartbeat sound every time. And we're heading straight for it. That's right. The heart is a muscle that is about the size of a fist. When the heart muscle relaxes, blood that has already gone through the body, like the blood cells we're riding on, flows into the right side of the heart to a space called the right atrium. We'll then pass through a valve or doorway in the heart and into... The right ventricle. I know this one. B-E-N-T-R-I-C-L-E. Ventricle. Very good, yes. Into the right ventricle of the heart, where we'll pass through another door, and then into the pulmonary artery on our way to Alara's lungs to pick up some more oxygen. Looks like we're about to head through that first doorway you were talking about, Hugo. Look up ahead. It's opening and closing, opening and closing as the heart beats. Yes. That doorway is called the tricuspid valve. Valves like that one keep the blood from going backwards once it has entered the heart. Hold on. Here we go. And now we're in the right ventricle. 
one of the heart's four chambers, along with the right and left atrium and the left ventricle. The heart is an amazing, powerful, and complex muscle, and we depend on it to work well at all times to keep us healthy. Keep up the good work, Alara's heart. Through another doorway. That's the pulmonary valve. Oh, we're now out of the heart and on our way to Alara's lungs. Our blood cells will refuel on oxygen there, then travel up to Alara's brain, the control center for the body's nervous system. Hey, Raider, look! Your blood cell has turned bright red, and so is mine. We're passing through the lungs now and collecting more oxygen. Each blood cell does this more than 1,000 times every day. Pick up oxygen, deliver it to your body, then repeat. I read that our lungs look like two balloons, one on each side of our chest. Lauren, Reader, take a big breath and hold it. Do you feel how your lungs get bigger? That's right. When you breathe in, you inhale the oxygen into your lungs. Now try blowing out. Now, I bet your lungs feel smaller, right? That's because you exhaled the carbon dioxide that your red blood cells left in your lungs. They dropped off carbon dioxide there, which is poisonous for your body, and picked up oxygen, which is what powers your body. Excellent, reading bug. We breathe air in and out of our lungs every four seconds, all day and all night. From here, we're going to circle back through the heart, through the left atrium and ventricle, which is where oxygen-rich blood is pumped from the lungs to the other parts of the body. After that, we travel through the aorta, which is the largest artery in the body. It carries blood away from the heart to the rest of the body, including the brain. Imagine visiting the brain. That's right. Did you know that your brain controls your imagination reading bug, along with everything else about you? But the cardiovascular system is what makes the brain work? Yes, the cardiovascular system makes all of your body parts work. I'm learning so much! Which muscle works hardest through night and through day? Our hearts do. They pump blood through our heart highway. Our arteries carry our blood from our hearts and take it to feed each of our body parts. When they've used all the oxygen each blood cell brings to them, Blood returns through the veins to our strong hearts again. After that, the blood visits the lungs very quickly for more oxygen so our body does not become sickly. The cardiovascular system is essential for helping our bodies to meet their potential. We travel the globe far and wide, adventured through space and time. But we never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside. landed on an alien planet. The ground underneath us is gray and white and covered with tall ridges and deep canyons. And uh, it's kind of squishy. We've made it to Alara's brain, Lauren. This is her control center, the central hub of her nervous system. Nervous system? I'm nervous about what might happen if you take a wrong step on my brain. <laughs> Not that kind of nervous. <laughs> 
You see, every move that we make starts with tiny cells inside our body called neurons. These neurons pass messages to one another. To reach the next neuron, messages cross a small space called a synapse. They pass messages until they reach the spinal cord, which is a long rope of nerves that runs up your back. The spinal cord carries messages to and from the brain, information about touch, vision, hearing, taste, and smell. The human brain is about the size of two fists stuck together, and it controls everything we do. It helps us laugh, learn, and see. It makes our arms and legs move, controls the expressions on our face, and sends information to and from all of our body parts. Try this, Lauren, reader. Try sticking your tongue out of your mouth. Great job. Do you know how you got your mouth to open and your tongue to stick out? Well, your brain sent a message to your mouth ordering it to open, and another message to your tongue telling it to stick out. And your mouth and tongue followed your brain's orders. There are two sides of the human brain, right, Hugo? I read in DK Eyewitness Human Body that the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body, and the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body. The left side also helps you read and remember, and the right side helps you paint and play music. Exactly right, Bug. The right side of the brain also handles face recognition and creative abilities, while the left side controls language, problem-solving, and math skills. <laughs> Here, watch this. Whoa! Sorry about that, everyone. I'm not sure what happened. I just lost my balance for a second. <laughs> We're at the brain cerebellum right now. It's located near the back of our head, and it is responsible for muscle control, balance, and coordination. When I stomped my foot on her cerebellum, it caused Alara to lose her balance. <laughs> the cerebellum controls most of the body's autonomic functions. Very funny, Hugo. Autonomic. A-U-T-O-N-O-M-I-C. The body's autonomic functions are the functions that take place without you having to think about them. Things like heartbeat, blood flow, breathing, and digestion. Have you ever touched something really, really hot? What happens? That's right. Without even thinking about it, your hand pulls back away from the heat. That's your cerebellum at work. It sends a message to the nerves in your arm and hand to get away from the heat so you don't get hurt. The brain is made up of three major parts, the brain stem, the cerebellum, and the cerebrum. The top part of the brain is the cerebrum, and it makes up 85% of the weight of the brain. It is divided into parts called lobes, and each lobe has a right side and a left side. The parietal lobe allows you to notice touch, heat, cold, and pain, and the frontal lobe, which is located in the front of the brain, near your face, helps you plan your day, stay organized, and keep your feelings under control. There's also a temporal lobe that is located just behind and above your ears. That lobe plays an important role in hearing and memory. The last lobe is the occipital lobe. It's in the back of the skull, just above the neck. It makes sense of the things that we see. It's probably working pretty hard right now, making sense of all the strange things we're seeing in Alara's body. Lobe. I like that word. Lobe. L-O-B-E. Lauren, I lobe you. <laughs> <laughs> I lobe you too, spelling bee. Where to next, Hugo? Well, reading bug, we've already explored Alara's digestive system, her cardiovascular system, and now we're exploring her nervous system. 
I thought we might want to visit her respiratory system next. What's the respiratory system? It's what helps you breathe. Your lungs, nose, sinuses, and more. Without them, we wouldn't be able to take in the oxygen that the blood carries to power your brain and all your other body parts. And because we're already at the cerebellum, our path into Alara's respiratory system is pretty direct. Just follow me. Bye-bye, Brain. It was nice getting to know you. <laughs> the brain is what controls our whole nervous system. The way that we move, think, feel, dream, look, and listen. When it sends out a signal, our whole body takes note. And it does what it's told. It's not up for a vote. When our hand catches a baseball or ties up our shoe, that's because that's the thing our brain told it to do. By passing a neuron through our nerves in our spine, our brain can control what we do all the time. And even the things that we do without thinking are under control of our central nervous system. We travel the globe far and wide, adventure through space and time. But we never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside. We'll find out how our bodies work, explore the organs we all have inside, and try to journey through inner space, seeing systems that help us to thrive. Wow! Look! We're in a wide-open... room? Cave? Where are we, Hugo? There aren't any rooms or caves inside the human body, are there? This is Alara's sinus cavity. Cavity. C-A-V-I-T-Y. I've had a cavity before, but it was in my tooth. Are we back in Alara's mouth? No. Cavities just mean empty space, Lauren. And that's definitely what this is. Empty. That's right. Do you feel that breeze? The air that Alara breathes in moves into her lungs through the sinus cavity here. Breeze? More like a strong gust of... Whoa! Lauren, are you okay? Yes, just hard to stay standing here, with the wind blowing and this slippery stuff all over the ground. Yes, that's mucus. A healthy sinus cavity should be coated in it, just like Alara's is. Mucus? That means boogers, Lauren. Boogers? You mean I'm covered in... boogers? (laughs) Yes, Lauren, you are, but mucus, or boogers, provide your body with very important protection from harmful bacteria and irritants. As air travels through your sinuses, the mucus and soft tissue here trap unwanted particles and help make sure the air traveling to your lungs is clean and healthy. Lauren, reader, try taking a deep breath again. Great. Remember what told your lungs to take that breath? The nervous system. Exactly. Your brain sent a message to your diaphragm, which is a large muscle underneath your lungs. When your diaphragm muscle contracts, it moves it down to make room for your lungs to expand and pull air into your lungs. Now, try letting the air out like this. Yes, exactly. Did you see how your belly pushed out a little each time you made the S sound? That's your diaphragm hard at work, controlling how air enters and, in this case, exits your lungs. Wow! 
Is that all the respiratory system does, Hugo? Pull in, push out, and clean the air we breathe? Is that all? Keeping us alive by bringing us oxygen that we need to survive? Is that all? No, I mean, do we need the respiratory system for anything else? We sure do, B. The respiratory system is how we're able to speak, yell, and sing. Yes, I know all about this. Air passes through your voice box, which is also called a larynx, and it makes flaps of skin vibrate when it does. If they vibrate slowly, it makes a low tone. And if they vibrate quickly, it makes a high tone. Right again. And our sinus cavities have a lot to do with how we sound, too. That's why when you have a cold and your nose and sinuses are all stuffed up, you sound different than when you're healthy and your sinuses are clear. So, let me review. Just take a deep breath and relax as I sing about why our bodies are always breathing. The breath carries life, giving oxygen in it, or carbon dioxide it needs to emit. It flows through the sinuses down to the lungs, in through our nose, or in over our tongue. Then our lungs pass those oxygen molecules to our cardiovascular system, that's who. And on top of everything else it is doing, our respiratory system helps us speak, yell, and sing. We travel the globe far and wide, adventured through space and time. But we never before had a chance to explore the space at our core that's inside. We'll find out how our bodies work, explore the organs we all have inside, and try to journey through inner space, seeing systems that help us to thrive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Reader, we've been on a lot of adventures together, and it's never a good sign when someone says, uh-oh. Hugo, what's wrong? What's that noise? It's our suits. Our oxygen is running low. I'm afraid we've overstayed our welcome. We're going to need to find a way out of here, and fast. Uh, Alara! Alara, our oxygen is low, and we're going to need your help getting out. Alara? Come in. I, I couldn't quite make that out. Hugo, what's wrong? Where's Alara? I'm... I'm not sure. Nothing has changed inside her body, so I'm sure she's okay, but we seem to have lost our radio connection to her. But Hugo, we're running out of oxygen, and now we know that oxygen is essential to keeping our brains and our bodies alive. E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L. Essential. That means absolutely necessary or required. Yes. Yes, I know what it means. Oh, let me think. Why don't we go out the same way we came in, Hugo? You said yourself that the body is good at handling waste. We can't go back through the digestive system. We can't do that. We'd never make it through the intestines before our oxygen ran out. We simply don't have time. No, not the digestive system. We can get out through the respiratory system. Reader. What do the digestive system and the respiratory system have in common? That's right, the mouth. The mouth? Yes. Yes, you're right. You're right, Bug. We're not too far from the mouth. Perhaps we can get there before we run out of oxygen. 
let's see, we're in the sinus cavity, and if I had to guess, this is one of the frontal sinuses, just above the nose, we're going to need to climb. Climb? Yes, the frontal sinus cavity drops straight down into the nostril, and it's an enormous sheer drop. But I brought a climbing rope with me just in case. Looks like we're going to need it. Lauren, reader, I need you to hook the top part of the rope into the soft tissue on the ground of the sinus cavity. Can you do that? We sure can, but won't that hurt Alara? Hopefully not too much. We're very, very small, remember? Okay. Reader, grab the end of Hugo's rope and let's try to hook it to Alara's sinus cavity. Make sure it's hooked in tight. It will need to hold all our weight as we climb down. Okay, reader. On the count of three... Let's plunge the hook deep into the soft tissue here. Ready? One, two, three, go! Uh, you go, you go, come in. What are you doing in there? I can't hear you. Ilara, Ilara, come in. The radio is definitely broken. And our oxygen levels are getting lower. We need to go now. Grab a hold of this rope and begin climbing. Carefully. Remember, everything is slippery with mucus. It sure is. I can't hold on. I'm afraid I'm going to fall. Lauren, reader, you're doing great. Don't let go. We're entering the top of the nasal passage. Those branches sticking out of the wall are nasal hairs. You can grab onto them, too, to keep yourself from falling. Um, Hugo, I think we have a problem. A problem? What is it? Your rope. It's too short. Reader... We've reached the end of the rope, and we're just dangling here inside Alara's nose. I was afraid of that. We could try sliding down the nasal pharynx, then climb up the bumpy surface of the tongue and out past the teeth, but no, I'm afraid there's no time. So we're going to need to take a faster route. A much, much faster route. Uh, how fast is much, much faster, Hugo? Oh, I'd say about 100 miles per hour fast. That is fast, but how? With a sneeze. Did you say sneeze? Sure did. We're in the perfect spot for it. What happens when something like dust or pepper or pollen gets inside your nose and gives it a tickle? I sneeze. That's right. So we just need to tickle the inside of Alara's nose here. When that happens, the neurons in her nose will send a message that there's something there that shouldn't be. In this case, us. And that message will go to a special part of the brain called the sneeze center. The sneeze center will then send a message to all the muscles that have to work together to create a sneeze. It's the job of the sneeze center to make sure that the muscles in our belly, chest, diaphragm, vocal cords, and the back of our throat all work together to make us sneeze. I had no idea a single sneeze was so complicated. Yeah, it is. But it's another way that our bodies protect us from the things that might harm us. So we need Alara's body to want to get rid of us, and quickly. Lauren, reader, when I say go, start tickling. Okay, Hugo. Okay. Go. Reader, are you tickling the inside of Alara's nose? Great! Hugo, why isn't it working? Keep tickling. We're running out of time. This is our only way out. It's working. Keep it up. I sure hope she uses a tissue. We need a soft landing. Everyone get ready. Yeah.
Me too. That tissue really helped. Quick, into the book bag. We don't want to wait around for Alara to crumple up this tissue and throw it away. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening up her book bag. And it's getting bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us. Is everyone ready? Let's all flap our wings so we can fly back to our original sizes. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. We're all growing bigger again. My arms, legs, and belly are stretching out as I return to my normal size. Oh. Sorry about that, Lauren. My body is growing and I can't control it. No problem. Reader, we're growing bigger too. It really feels strange. Like my skin is stretching. It... it worked. I think we're all back to our normal sizes. It should be safe to take these helmets off then. Much better. Now, everyone out of the book bag, follow me. Hugo, Lauren, Breeding Bug, Spelling Bee, Reader, you made it. I couldn't hear you on my radio and I was so worried that something terrible had happened. But look at you. You made it. Good to see you, brother. You too, sis. Ew, what's the slimy stuff you're all covered in? It's, uh, mucus. Boogers, you sneezed us out, Alara. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, what did you find in there? In just a minute, I'm going to play some music for us to color to, Alara, and we'll color pictures of all the amazing things we saw inside your body. You can take a look at them when we're finished. I think I'll draw a picture of you standing on Alara's brain. Standing on my... And I'll draw one of us climbing down a rope from Alara's sinuses to her nose. You climbed a rope down my... And I'll draw a picture of the mighty sneeze that set us all free. (laughs) (laughs) Reader, I think we can all agree that today's adventure was really, really special. We traveled through the digestive system, the cardiovascular system, the nervous system, and the respiratory system, and learned how they all work together to make our bodies run to keep us healthy. And you made this adventure especially memorable because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through. Just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you.
Thank you for joining us on this awesome inner space adventure today, reader. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to see you on our next adventure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, reader. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Riley, Diane, and Brandon Savage. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.